This is episode number nine of the My Niche is Human podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you for joining. This episode is about 46 minutes long in case you you got a time crunch. I sit down with my good buddy, Clint Bertucci, who is literally a world traveler. He's been all over the world. He started a travel company called Traver. He's got a very interesting story about going through the real estate bust in 2006. He literally lost everything, could have kept going, could have denied reality, let his ego win, and kept doing something that he didn't love. Sound familiar? Whether it's a job or a relationship or anything in life that we're chasing for maybe wrong reasons. We all have different reasons. This is an excellent episode. If you want to hear how someone went through something that frankly didn't work out and built a process on how to firstly get out of it and secondly, go through the steps to find something that made him happy. So if you're stuck in a relationship or you're still at a job that you hate, this is definitely an episode for you. Stick around. We'll talk to you soon. So we just meditated yep. together. Um, actually, first time I've ever done that with a with a buddy. Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. What What did you think of it? What was like I thought it was away? great because yeah. I've been getting into that and I've done some, I guess you'd call it meditating at yoga. And then you know I started doing it myself, not so much in the morning. I have a morning ritual, but at night I've been trying to get into meditating, not knowing if I'm doing it perfectly. And I've never done a guided meditation. That was really cool. Mm. That was very helpful. Actually. So what would you say is like, per, like not knowing if you're doing it perfectly, would you say that's kind of prevented you from doing it more? No, it's just for me, trial and error and just continuing to do at least something mm. and then continuing to learn about it. Mm -hmm. And then I think I mentioned to you, I'm probably going to do something at the Buddhist temple when I go to Thailand this year. Mm -hmm. So probably learned quite a bit there. Mm -hmm. And so now at night, you know, I just do the thing, the breathing and, you know, just different thoughts and, and stuff like that, but nothing guided like that. They take you right through it. That was mm. great. So, um, me and my girlfriend meditate quite a bit and afterwards we kind of like share notes. Oh, yeah. Are you willing to share like what yeah. you saw, like what you felt like, yeah, whether it was right, weird yeah. or whatever. So like, what'd you see? Where'd you go? He says, envision yourself in the future or, um, things you don't want to be doing anymore. Yep. Those are kind of like yes. some key things. Yep. And, and, and I was very keen on those. Actually, I heard you clearing you your throat those. a couple of times. I'm yeah. Like, oh, something's <laughs> going on over there. Nah, just, um, seeing where you were in the future for me, I was, you know, visualizing myself successful as, you know, taking the steps that I'm trying to take now and becoming more successful, if you will. And but like, would you actually like, yeah, you know, and that's the thing is I think everybody, well, I, I would think most people go for monetary you know, oh, what house am I going to be living in? What car am I going to be driving? And, you know, unfortunately I did that a little bit, but for me, it's not really about that. So it's, I, I had to step away from that for a second and I consciously did that. And I thought, no, what am I, how am I going to be feeling every day? You know, am I going to be happy? Am I going to wake up? Am I going to be worry free? Am I going to be focused? Am I going to be in tune emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually? Those are the things that I really subconsciously had to say, wait, I don't care what I'm driving. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, am I, am I going to be happy? Mm -hmm. And that's, that was one thing that was pretty surprising. I'm glad that I did that actually. Mm. So yeah, that was pretty cool. So that's, that's awesome. I, I try to do the same thing. It's not what car am I driving? It's where am I? What feeling am I yep. stoked on? But I mean, you have to kind of picture yourself somewhere where, where you, were you in the woods? Were you near a waterfall? Where are you in, 
in the sun? Was it? Were you in an office? Like where? Yeah. Where did you see yourself sitting? Um, I mean, actually, I I don't. I didn't really mean to do this, but I kept. I couldn't. I don't know if I just couldn't control it. Yeah. But I kept visualizing myself on trips. Okay. Is like awesome. different destinations. Perfect. And one, <laughs> one that was actually, I don't know, I was like, where the hell did that come from? It was a sand dune. I was chilling on a sand dune. And I think that's because nice. I'm going early to Peru in, like, next month and we're going sandboarding. So I think that popped uh, up. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, so you're I, just kind of ch- sitting on a sand dune just... Just kind of chilling. And then just feeling... Yeah. Like, yeah. And it was nice, beautiful day. It was not hot. It was just... It was like the sun was out, but it was cool, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, I got pretty deep into that, actually. Nice. Yeah. So what that reminds me of, if I can share real quick. Yeah. When we went to Hong Kong yep. last year, uh, remember we had a day to ourselves? We <laughs> yeah. kind of had a tiff. It was we, awesome. we had a day to ourselves, yep. yeah. And that was when we saw the, the shrines, the yep. temples, finally found a place to park our bike, which was ridiculous. Um, but I remember walking up to one, and you know how there was a, a Buddha statue, a statue of Buddha, excuse me, behind kind of like a gate? Yep. But you could walk up to the gate and kind of pay your respects. I remember thinking, what am I going to do or say right now? And all I did was I just bowed my head and I said, surrender. And I felt like body rush. Um, it, and it didn't go up, it went down. So for, for whatever it was, you know how you, you have a visualization? Yes. It's like, don't question the visualization, just let it happen. It was kind of like putting a, a stake in the ground. Like th- that was my stake into the earth. And that was the first one I did. And then as I kept doing trips, I'd have these moments. I did one in Costa Rica. And I kind of envisioned it like me putting stakes into the ground so that wherever I was, I could connect myself back there. So kind of, you know what I mean? So I can connect myself back to the temple. I connect myself back to the cliffs in Costa Rica. And all this to say what it makes me think of when you see yourself sitting on the sand dunes, it's like you're putting a stake in the ground to your future self. And it's like a tether and you're pulling yourself to that, and what's really neat is, um, similar to your visualization, when I do that, I think of myself being in that moment, meditating, thinking, how did I get here? And then I visualize myself back on the couch now. Yep. So you're creating <laughs> that energetic connection. It's kind of neat. I hope it's I hope it's a great feeling when I'm on that sand dune. Coming, you're gonna coming think in a couple this. weeks. Of course you're, I am. You're gonna remember this conversation. I'm gonna be like, Where, yeah. Where's that spot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is it so hot? But then when you make that connection, you're going to be like, okay, where do I want to go? Because yep. you can pretty much put yourself anywhere. Yep. And that, that's the whole point. Awesome. Well, when he said uh, things that you uh, don't lo- no longer want to think of or do or habits or things you don't want to do, what did you think of there? Well, unfortunately and fortunately, I just did a seven-day juicing cleanse. So right now, I'm, and then Ash Wednesday. So after those two, I, um, I pretty much gave up any kind of thing that I'm pretty good right now. I'm at, to be honest, I'm at the top of my game. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't feel any better than I feel right now. Mm-hmm. And everything I, I gave up, uh, TV, not that I watch a lot. I don't watch any TV actually, but I would watch movies at night. So I, I, don't, I haven't watched any movies and, um, can I interrupt? Yeah. So what is watching a movie though? Is it checking out for me? Yeah, it kind of oh, is. So you don't want to do that. Well, or there are like different that, ways to check different out. ways to check out. Now okay. I've been, and I, I read a lot before, but now instead of watching TV, now I use that as, as reading time or work time or just chilling time. You know, I don't need movies. I mean, I'd sit there and watch movies like every night. That was my thing to go to bed. Then I'd end up falling asleep on the couch or something. Then I wake up at three, go to the bedroom. Nah, it just, it's, it causes a lot of stuff. And then a lot of other things. What did I, I now I get up in the morning, I crack it on. I get up, I'm, I'm up at five thirty six 6 AM, go running. 
And you know what? I've been running and I thought I ran a pretty good amount, but I didn't really know. And I was driving the other day and I timed it with them, you know, and I ended up, it's four, over four miles that I run in the morning, Damn. which for me, that's a lot. That's a good amount for anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at the average distance people run, it's probably zero. I, the so average American. When yeah. I saw four miles, I'm like, damn, that's pretty good, Flint. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So, so yeah, a lot of the things I've already, I'm already in the process. Of so I'm going to challenge you, though. Bring it. There's always room for improvement. Yep. So Juice Cleanse, Ash Wednesday, all homage and respect to that. You've changed a lot of things. If you're going to level up, you're going to have to adjust. So did you think of anything that you wanted to stop doing, whether it's second-guessing yourself, you know, whatever it is? I mean, there's always room, so I'm going to yep. – did yeah. you think of something? No, and just being honest with you, um, no, I didn't. What I did do is I thought, you know, um, I did think about that. I'm like, okay, well, should I add something to the pile? And I thought, no, I'm not. I'm mm. in a great spot right now. So what I'm going to do is – I'm going to continue to do this and make sure that I create habits out of mm -hmm. these and that I stay on top of these mm -hmm. rather than adding more and more. Nice. So I did, I did that. They'd come across and yeah, I did I think it. that. Yeah, yeah. So I want to challenge not trying to make something that it's not. Yeah. Um, so what kind of habits can, cause habits are everything. Yeah. Right? Habits are everything. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Actually. I love it. I'm glad I, you said that when, when I was driving over here and you called mentioned that I'm like, wow, you know, cause obviously this is something that I'm creating a habit just like you said and slowly but surely. So I feel like, when you said that, I was like, damn, that's meant to be. That's mm -hmm. perfect. I was like, you have time. You're like, yep. I was like, you can tell, especially people that are busy. It's it's so true that it's not a matter of time. It's priorities. 100%. And if you ask somebody something, they're like, eh. Like, it does it just doesn't appeal to them. But if you say the right thing, we, we all make time for what yeah. we want to do, what speaks to us, what drives us. That, so I just, that was really neat. So going back to, uh, you mentioned you have a trip coming up. To Peru? Yes. I obviously know you, yep. but my listener does not. Maybe they don't. Give me the, the 60 second what you do and why you do it. Yep. You, you know Simon Sinek? Of course. Yes. So <laughs> try to like yep. chunk that. I got it. So we provide exclusive trips for young professionals, fully planned, fully guided all around the world. We do Italy, Greece, Thailand, Peru, Iceland, and we're always adding trips. And why we do it, we basically... I mean, we provide people with incredible experiences and the opportunity to meet people that they haven't met and create friendships and bonds that last a lifetime. That sounded extremely scripted and it was not. And that's exactly what we do. Damn, I need to, I need to check this because yeah. that was perfect. Sell it back to you. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we do it. That's why yeah. Trevor does it. Why do you True. do it? Um, I do it because I believe in it and it's something that drives me and it's something... It's deep, man. I mean, that's honestly, what we're here for. you know, no, it's, I really do it because it's something that changed my life. Travel changed my life dramatically and, um, created a new life for me, not through Travers, but just finding myself and just finding what I loved in life. And at the time before I, I started traveling, I didn't know anything about it. You know, I, I had been to a couple different States, Costa Rica or whatever, you know, Puerto Rico, whatever. And it's like, you really don't know. I was always too busy. You know, I was in the corporate world, always too busy. Couldn't make time for it. And when you actually make time for it, it's, uh, you really realize like, damn, it's not that hard to do and risk to reward what it brings to your life. It's just, you look back and 
you're like, how could I not have made time for that before? Mm. So seeing that and the difference that it made for me, I like to try to bring that to people. Nice. Um, so you have a really interesting story how you got into this. Tell me pre-bust and post-bust. <laughs> so Pre, yeah. living large on you know high life and then you kind of get smacked in the face. Tell us more about yeah. that. Yeah. So I had a home financing company, title company, investment company, all the based around real estate, um, killing it. I mean, we had a... I forget, I think it was 3 million or six, I don't know, multi-million dollar business, uh, building, uh, 40 plus team members and wow. just killing it. I mean, you know, big money, you know, big, big properties, big everything. I mean, and, uh, I enjoyed life. I can't ever say that, you know, even at that, I worked a lot, but I definitely, you know, I enjoyed my life. I still stayed active. I was always this and that, you know playing sports or, you know, working out or whatever. I didn't really travel much. I partied a little bit at the time, but the market crashed literally just everything gone. It's crazy. You hear stories about that and you're like, what do you mean? How could that have happened? It happens, man. And now when I hear stories about that and people say I can actually relate and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. You probably, you really lost everything. Like it happens. Mm. And sometimes it's the greatest thing that could ever happen to somebody. And in my case, that was, mm -hmm. and Post bust, it was, uh, you know, I, so real quick bust, yeah. we're referring to the real estate market and sinking 2008, 2006, -ish. 2006. Yeah. So when did you start the business? I was in it for a give or take probably about 10 years. Oh, yeah. long enough to get comfortable. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. Real comfortable. Thinking it's just going to last forever. No, 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 definitely not. You know, and that's, I'll tell you something. My, my family at the time would be like, oh my gosh, you're so successful. Congratulations. And I'm like, don't jinx me. Like, I know that it can come and go. I don't know how I knew that, but I did. Mm -hmm. And I was always, I was never like, yeah, we're so successful. I was always like, nah, nah, you know, we're, we're doing good. We're on the road to, to doing something really great. And, but no, I never, ever thought it couldn't go. I don't know why, but I'm glad that I didn't think that. So hard question. If that's truly the case, how did the bottom fall out? Were there mechanisms you could have no. put, obviously hindsight, were no mechanisms no. you could have put in place to... Un, maybe not over leverage yourself, protect yourself. Yes, you know? probably to okay. a certain extent, but to avoid it altogether. No, yeah. I really, even, sure. even looking back and you know, looking back, I'd be like, Oh, I could have done this, that, 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 that. I probably wouldn't have wrote it out so long, but when you're paying people's salaries, that was the hardest part for me. When you're paying people's salaries, people that have families and depend on that income, for me, you know, me, I'm a young guy. I'm, I'm, I was single. I am, you know, no marriage, no kids. And you have people with kids and you're paying their salary to pull that plug was by far not even remotely close to anything else. The hardest thing. You feel like uncle Clint, like you're part of the family. Oh yeah, you're man. The and these yeah. people built up everything, believing in you and your business. And then now you're going under and you're like, uh, I got to let you go. Or, you know, we're cutting your salary in half, which everybody was doing it. There's no way they could go anywhere else and get another job for that amount of pay that they're used to, but to do that still gut-wrenching. Wow. Yeah. So taking all that gut-wrenching shit, take me post-bust. Post-bust. Um, so I had one company, it was American Dream Financial. We went through a split, me and my business partners, court case, court case everything was terrible, real messy. And then I opened up, um, American dream and associates or something like that. Just kind of like a spinoff and just kept going at it. And then one day I just was like, what in the hell am I doing? I mean, I had 
tens of thousands of dollars in the pipeline. And I'm like, I'm not happy. I'm like, this is just not me. Like I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I literally, I didn't close any deals. I remember that day I came down my stairs and I was like, this is not what I want to do anymore. And I literally shut everything down. Wow. Stopped. Just, just made the phone call. I mean, that day literally was done and didn't close any deals. I handed them to people. I mean, money out the wazoo. And I'm like, I'm, mm. I don't want, I don't even want it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm finished. And it's so funny. You know me, I'm a pretty structured individual. So I was like, you know what? I've read all these books. You got to do what you're passionate about. I'm like, what in the hell am I passionate about? I mean, I was making spreadsheets of like, okay, when I was a kid, I liked baseball and you know, now I like this really trying to figure out what I was passionate about. And I could not do it. I literally couldn't do it. So I'm like, I can't do it. I'm, I'm going to continue trying to figure it out. And you know, during the meantime, I'm going to relax, man. I'm not going to have a care in the world. I'm going to go back to school, get my degree. Cause I stopped going to school to start this business and you know what? I'm going to actually study abroad and go to Italy because I've talked about going to Italy, but I, and I've had the money to go, but I've never went. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and do that and just relax. I joined a fraternity at like 30 some years old and no, not a worry in the world, man. And I did that for a couple of years and it worked out really well. Mm. So now you're in Italy, you go to school, school's over. Did you end your school in Italy or did you come back or what happened there? So I went to Italy once, studied abroad, came back studied abroad again mm. and then back came in back Italy? Yep, back okay. in Italy, same place, Florence came back to Tampa and graduated and then graduating, you know, no career ahead of me. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? You know what? I'm going to move back to Italy indefinitely and find out kind of what my, what my purpose is. And by that time I kind of knew it was something with travel because mm -hmm. by then I had traveled to 30 some countries while you were over there. Oh, while I was over there okay. on the yep. weekends, we'd go away, do weekend trips or Sometimes we'd have a week, two weeks. And in, in between, we'd go for maybe 10 days here, 10 days there. And then, so I knew it was something in travel, but I still didn't know exactly what. I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I sold everything, man. I mean, up until this point, I had sold like little things. You know, I liquidated my whole office. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. And then sold little things here and there. And then by that time when I was like, you know what? I'm going back to Italy for a year. It, indefinitely. I, I bought a one-way ticket. I sold everything. I mean, crazy stuff gone. The mm -hmm. only thing that I kept was sold the microwave, set. the ice cube trays. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly nice. right. Yeah. And then uh, the only thing I kept was my bedroom set and a TV, and I put that in storage. Mm -hmm. And then, so I went there, <laughs> sold everything. Uh, you'd think I'd have some big money, but at that time it was like I was at the the last of my possessions anyway. So. I really didn't have even much. I went over there, bought a one-way ticket. I think I went over there really with, I'd have to guess. I probably have it in my journal, but I probably, I'd say 1300 to 1600 bucks. Wow. One-way ticket, 1300 to 1600 bucks, Florence, Italy, and just a notepad of ideas of how I'm going to make money over there. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I, I've hosted some events in Tampa at a nonprofit organization for a couple of years, and I was going to host some events over there, do some nightlife stuff. I had all these ideas. Mm. I went over there. I did do that. I had a Tucci Tuesday at Blue Velvet okay. <laughs> in Florence, Italy. Did some stuff. And long story short, I ended up completely broke. I mean, zero. I had no money. I had overdrawn bank account. I had one euro left. And I was in a shop, a pastry shop, where I go to work all the time. And I had one euro left. I bought a pastry, ate it. And I'm like, all right, what the hell am I going to do? I 
said, you know what? I shoot videos on this little Sony camera, Sony or Canon. I don't even know. And I shot the pastry, the, the, the place, the restaurant cafe, cafe Michelangelo. That was the name of it. Okay. And shot the, the food, shot the guy serving the food, shot the place, the people eating, all these things, put it together. And I said, hey, you want to buy this to the owner? And he said, yeah, I'll buy it. And, and I said, 50 euro. And he's like, cool. And I was like, okay, I got something. I can make money. And then I started doing all videos, the restaurants, the clubs, the nightlife, like everything you could imagine over there. Then I started working with a student travel company to where I actually guided a couple trips, but then I'd shoot the trips and I'd get the travel for free on the weekends. And then also became a better videographer, editor, so on and so forth. Ended up getting up to like 500 bucks per video over there. Then I'd add another 250 to post it on different websites. And then I was making really good money. I mean, I was actually really, I did hundreds. Of you were places. more than just surviving. Yes. Yeah. I was, I had something good there. And then I ended up, I'm like, all right, you know, I know I want to open a travel company, mm-hmm. you know, through doing the tour guiding and all that. I'm like, I definitely want to have a travel company that, you know, it's, it's just, I had an idea of what I wanted to put together, came back to America and I opened a company called branding cam, which is a video production company did mostly restaurants in the Tampa area, did a lot, a lot of them and, uh, made the money to start the company. And then the minute Traver take, actually I started it as Tucci travel, but then I hated that name so bad, right, right from the get go. But I couldn't be one of those people that didn't start a company cause I can't think of a name, right? you know? Yep. So I just, I'm going to name it this and what I'm going to change up, it right at the beginning. The worst. Yep. I mean, I read so many books trying to come up with creative names. How many spreadsheets did you make? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> so many, nice. so many. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I ended up, had the money, started it. And then once it became functional, I think it was like first year after the first year, between the first and second year, I closed branding camp completely. It didn't sell. It didn't do anything. I just sold, I closed it. Why is it, was it not manageable from afar or like, how was it? It wasn't my goal. And I knew right from the get go, it was just a means to get to Traver. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I made it. You know, awesome. it, it gave me the funds that I needed to do to live and to start the company. And then it's just kind of like, I don't know, what do you call the space shuttle when the, when the thing, the boosters fall off? Yeah. That was it. That's a perfect analogy. Yeah. I, I let them go. And I remember that because people would still call companies and businesses would call and want videos. And I'm like, nope, I'm good. Mm. I want all my focus and all my attention on building this company, Traver. Wow. Yeah. So what it sounds like that you're really good at is dropping the boosters when they're out of gas. I feel like a lot of people hang on to them for too long, and then they're becoming dead weight. I mean, it's the perfect analogy. So if you were to write a book today, or give a talk, or whatever, what would it be about? And I kind of want to prime that question with, it looks like you've had a couple different solid chapters. You've pivoted very well. You knew when it was time to quit. But what's interesting is your biggest challenge was figuring out what you want to do. Yeah. And you sat there like a mad scientist with your spreadsheet, like, I'm going to figure this out. Yep. And um, if I can speak for myself, I'm very guilty of thinking that I can think my way through something, but it's action that gets us through something. Yeah. So if you were to kind of put all that together, what is the major lesson? Because you've done a lot. What is the major lesson? And what would you have told yourself back then that you know now? Before I even answer that, like, I've told bits and pieces of this story. Even even you and I have discussed it on trips a little bit, but never like this. Right. This is the full. <laughs> I mean, there's other pieces, but this is pretty much it. That's so. That's the first time I've ever shared that. Um, what would I tell people 
I would probably just, I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, I could say, I could sit here and say so many things, but one of the biggest things, I mean, and everybody says it is find what you love in to not give up on that. It's not because I know for, for fact that it's not just going to come to you. I mean, there was times where I would go to church over there and pray and, and go to church every single day and pray that I found my purpose and Hey, what am I supposed to do in life? And there was times where I'm like, I'd actually realize it's not your time yet. You're not supposed to know yet. Keep knocking away at it. Keep doing what you're doing. It's coming. And that's exactly what I did. I kept doing what I'm doing and kept learning. I, I knew I wasn't going to be a videographer. No, no knock to videographers, but you know, it, I, I felt like it doesn't matter. Just keep doing what you're doing. Cause these are part of your story. This is part of your story. This is just a different chapter. You have to go through this chapter in order to find what you're looking for. And I don't even know if I'm at the final chapter now. I definitely don't think I am. I think there's so much more to come and you know, Traver is a great company and we're doing great things and it's no way I'm stepping away from that. I mean, I, I plan on taking this to the end, but are there other things? Yeah, 100%. And I will continue to learn, educate myself and stay as focused as possible until, I don't know, through life, I accomplish as much as possible. Cool stuff. Mm. I mean, it could be like you said, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll Hey, you want to do some meditation? Yeah, of course. I'll do anything that's new or uncharted. I, I think that's part of life. So another thing I would say was, is be open to opportunities, be open to new experiences. There's so many people I'll even see it on a trip. We'll be on a trip somewhere. Somebody will have, we'll have free day. There was one time I dragged somebody out of the bus on, <laughs> it was this girl, it was cold out and she didn't want to leave the bus in Iceland. And I'm like, she wasn't even on my trip. I was there solo. And I'm like, Get your butt out of here. You're like, come on, we're this going. Is why you came here. Yeah. And yeah. it was a girl I didn't even know. And she went, she was with her mom or something. And then we got back in the bus. And at the end, she's like, that was so cool. She's like, I would have sat here the whole time. She's like, thank you. So going back to um, different businesses, you drop the, the financial thing, the video thing, you hit Traver. What clicked? You know, and it's kind of like with love. Oh, you just know. Yeah. What? This show is about the emotional process. So do you, do you remember when it clicked? Do you remember the different feelings or at least feeling how it didn't feel? Yep. You know, was there any kind of contrast? Now, are we talking about how it felt with Traver? Yes, because now you're like, yes, this is what yep. I'm supposed to be doing. This yep. feels right, all that. Well, when I first rolled it out, I was so gung-ho. I mean, it was crazy. I couldn't, I, I couldn't be more driven. I was reading, learning, working. I mean, it was everything. And then, yes, I've been around the world. I had been to at that point, you know, however many countries, a good amount. You know, I had seen many guided trips. I had guided a little bit. But when you guide a full trip, a 10-day, 11-day trip, tramping 15 people through, 15, 20 people all through Italy, and you, you up to this point have been a, a number of different things, mostly a financial guy, uh, you, and you're self-taught, you have to teach yourself. And I watched so many tutorials, books, whatever, but you have to learn how to be a tour guide. And the first couple ones were not light on me. I mean, it was, it was very, there was definitely a learning curve and you know, the first ones were a little, they were scary, I guess you could say, and they went well, mm -hmm. 
but a little bit of imposter syndrome. Do you feel like a phony? Like what? No, 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 no. Never like that. Just more of a thing of like, okay, uh, I didn't know that. (laughs) And like, yeah, but, and that was probably part of the thing is that I didn't do that. And I should have, I should have acted like I knew what I was talking about, but sometimes I'd be like, uh, okay guys, keep in mind. We've never done this, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was super cool about it. Loved it. I think they even liked that a little bit more. But what you're saying is when did it actually click is actually the second year of Traver when it went from the Tucci, what was it? Tucci travel to Traver the second year we started doing trips and, uh, and then I kind of knew what I was doing a little bit more and it was like, okay, now I can actually relax a little Mm -hmm. bit. And then now, even when I'm guiding trips, it's, it's so great compared to the stress that I, those first couple of years building it up because now everything kind of is already set up and done. So you actually get to relax and enjoy the trip and enjoy the guests and get to know them and almost be one of them and, and build those relationships just as much as they are. And that is, that is what you're saying. That's for me, the feeling like that is so rewarding at the end of the trip when I become friends with 20 new people and I got all these amazing experiences with them and I didn't really, I wasn't running around planning this and planning that. Everything's already done. Mm-hmm. So I get to chill with them. To the point where you can now enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, the Chinese say, find a job you love. You'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you nailed it. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, obviously, you know, it's always, we're always improving and I'll never stop learning and building. But yeah, I'm, I can definitely, definitely say I love what I do. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Especially, like I said, compared to those first couple of years, it was stressful and it was so scary. And then now, like, for example, I'm going to, we have a time or a Peru trip coming up the first, first week of April. There's a lot of repeat guests going and I can tell you like right now, I am so excited just to go and see these people and to do all these things with them. Big difference between that and being excited to get paid. Yes. 100%. That I don't even care about. So it's, that brings me, why did you do real estate? To get paid. 100%. Mm. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm-hmm. I, I, there was something about me, like even when I was young going through school, I was always, I guess you'd call it an entrepreneur. I call it a hustler. Mm-hmm. Um, I sold candy in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I made big money. I, I, I can't even, I could tell you so many things that I did up till, you know, the mm-hmm. real estate thing. But so for me, closing a big deal or getting a great investment and flipping it, that was that was serious for me. Like that was a driving factor, like a feeling that, you know, you close something and you make X amount of dollars. You're like, Oh, I don't know. It's just now I probably wouldn't get that way. But at the time, you know, young kid, you're trying to make money. That's, that was, that was what, that is what drove me. Mm -hmm. So the, this entrepreneurial, uh, drive in you, were your parents like that? Did they own businesses? My stepdad did. Okay. He owned, I I think it was kind of like, I think I was kind of born with it, but then I'm sure my stepdad had something to do with it. Mm, what did he do? He owned a construction company. Nice. And was he around more than your biological father? My bi- biological father passed away when I was in like fourth grade. Okay. So yeah. Wow. But I had an amazing stepfather, amazing father too. Unfortunately, I didn't get the time with him that I would have liked, mm. but, um, you know, I got more than a lot of people. So I'm very thankful for that. But my dad, my stepdad, I call him my dad, Mm -hmm. which no offense to my real dad. They're both my dad in my eyes. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my stepdad, he, he was, he was always, he was a hard, hard worker. Great guy. He still is Mm -hmm. great guy. Um, so yeah, I definitely learned a lot from him, but I was the kid 
in what elementary school that had come home with a $10 lawnmower. And my mom was like, where the hell did you get that nasty thing? Don't cut your foot off. Mm. I'm going to make some money right. knocking on the doors, cutting the neighbor's lawns. That's what I did. So do you think there's something to be said about, uh, young, like kid entrepreneurs, uh, maybe they have something to prove. I don't know. I, I don't think where do, so. Where do you think that like intrinsically comes from? I think, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I think that it was more of definitely not something to prove more of seizing an opportunity mm. for me. When I was a kid, I would see, I'm like, dude, there's all these lawns that I could cut them. That's, I can make $100, $100. Yeah. Like, was it to pay for comic books or was it to win the money? Like, what was the goal? Do you remember? Uh, that's a good question. I think it was more for items. I don't think it was any goal. I think it was more for items. I wanted a skateboard and maybe it was, maybe I wanted to be the cool kid with the skateboard. I don't really know, mm -hmm. but it was, I mean, I had a four wheeler when I was in, I, I don't know if it was middle school or high school. Everybody thought I was a spoiled brat kid, but I bought my own four wheeler and everybody was like, oh man, your parents, da, da, da. and I'm like, dude, I sold candy to get this thing, man. You paid for it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want a Snickers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're cold. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. So it, it, maybe, I don't know, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. Maybe there's something to be said about the entrepreneurial drive from the beginning. And it's different for everyone. But what it seems like is because we haven't lived long enough, what I'm trying to get at is why is it that the default measure for success is things? Because now you've grown, you're a man now, and you realize it's not the things. It's I'm excited to go see people because I'm going to create friendships. And yeah, they pay me so I can keep doing this. But why is it that our default when we're so young, it's for things or to win the dollar or win the deal? Eh, I win. Media probably. Yeah. I would. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, but I would have to think so because you're right. I mean, that's. I'm trying to think back as a kid. I mean, why did I want a skateboard? I'm sure everybody had one. My probably the neighbor had a cooler one. I wanted the coolest skateboard. And I think you're right in society. I think that is definitely a thing. I mean, I can remember summer break and going school shopping. You wanted to go back to school with the cool clothes, the fresh gear. I mean, I don't know. Maybe was that just me or was no, that fresh gear, bro? Of course, yeah, all day. right? Yep. And yeah, I think that that is today's society and. You're right. I have, I've definitely changed. I don't care too much about, I don't care much at all of what people think. If anybody wants to judge me, that's their problem. Mm -hmm. I, I don't do things to impress people, mm -hmm. but would I rather have, I went to lunch the other day. It was, you know, we went to a normal lunch. It was like 50, 60 bucks. And I don't know, maybe I'm a cheap, can I say ass? Oh yeah. You can. Maybe I'm a cheap ass. You can say whatever. So, um, you know, I'm like, damn, that's 60 bucks. That's, that's like a hotel in in Mykonos for the night. I'm like, you know, I could have eaten at home and I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just think of things like that more often. And I would much rather, I see people out popping bottles and going clubbing and spending thousands of dollars. And I know these people for years and they don't do trips and granted, maybe they don't want to go on any trips and that is cool. And that's what drives them is the nightlife. That is great and good for them. They're killing it. But I also see a lot of people that are you know, they complain that they don't have the funds to travel, but they're eating out every day, three times a day, coffee's here, you know, and it's like, what drives you? You know, why are you, that, I asked that question that you're asking me, like, why are you, why are you spending all that money mm -hmm. for things that are gone in the morning? And it's, 
You so know, my brother used to say, you're pissing your money away. And I used to think, ah, oh, you're just being an older brother. But if you actually think about it. Literally pissing it away. You're literally pissing it away. Yeah. It's bananas. It's crazy. And it, it's, it's very common. I had a girl, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you this. I had a girl not too long ago, maybe less than a month ago. And she said, oh, I'd love to go on your trips. She's like, a lot of people say that they want to go on the trips and that's great. I, I love for people to come, but she said, I just can't afford it. And, and I said, oh, you know, and I always, oh, that's too bad. You know, I, you know, let me know if there's anything I can do to help or whatever. And she's like, yeah, no, I don't think I'll ever be able to afford, you know, two grand trips are pretty moderately priced. And she just kept going at it and going at it. So I said, you know what? Hold, hold on. I said, let me take a look at you here. How much were those shoes? She's like, oh, these are named some, I don't even know what the hell they were. They got the red bottom. Red bottoms. Them. I was going to say <laughs> yeah. that. That's hilarious. She's like, these were like a thousand. She starts bragging her phone. I said, how much was your phone? Oh, it's 800. And her purse was like 600. And I'm like, you're wearing your trip. You're wearing, you're wearing an trip. experience that yep. could change your life. And here's the thing. If you truly wanted to go on a trip, I could take these things off you right now. We could go sell them on eBay and Amazon and you could definitely go on a trip. So it is your priority. And there's nothing wrong with that. These monetary items are your priority over a trip. Mm. And it's true. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But she, uh, at the end, for, for the first couple of sentences, she was like, I know where you're going with this. And then at the end, she was like, damn. She's like, I definitely didn't add that up. She's like, you are 100% right. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty... Interesting to see that. So that's really cool. That gets me to where I could sit here. Let's say you've never meditated. And I could sit here all day long and be like, oh, it's so great. That, 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 that. But it's one of those things that you're not convinced until you try it. Yep. Because it's a feeling. So for someone who's never taken that trip across the pond, that life-changing trip, for me it was Greece. Everything changed after that. But you couldn't have told me what I was going to feel. Even if you knew how I was going to feel, I wouldn't have believed you. Yep. So how do you get someone over or how can someone, whether it's with you or whoever else, how can you get them to take that, get that small win, take that first baby step, that tiny bite? So they're like, huh, that was a little different. And then they, then they eventually grow into the big trip. And then they shift their focus or priority from things that make me feel good yep. to experiences that make me feel good. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And if you find a way to do that, let me know because I'm convinced and I'm not interested in doing that. Like when people come to me. I've had people come up and say, convince me on why I should go on one of your trips. Mm. I'm like, I don't do that, man. Yeah. You either, you either want to go or you don't like, I'm not here to sell you a trip, man. Mm -hmm. It's a, uh, but I truly believe that nobody can really do that. It's they, they have to figure it out on their own or become so curious or so intrigued by maybe some marketing or advertising that they finally just pull the trigger and making it easy for them. Mm. You know, that's what we try to do. We try to make it as easy as possible for people to sign up and that helps a lot. And then, you know what we, here's another thing we just, cause a lot of times people, Oh, I can't take an 11 day trip. So we actually rolled out Iceland and Peru last year. And those are six day trips, a lot shorter flight, a lot less expensive, and that has helped a lot of people. We have a lot of veteran travelers, but also the first timers or, you know, not even some rookies, whatever. And, you know, a little, I was little six day trip. I'll yeah. jump on that. Boom. And then they do it. And you're absolutely right. It's like a whole nother world. I came back completely different. Oh my gosh. I never knew it was like that. They come back with new ideas. They come back a new person. They come back just feeling completely different. And then, and then, and then, you know what? It becomes a habit. 
and they want more and they're willing to make the sacrifices that it takes to make to to make things happen. And I see people that they've went on a trip with us, maybe one, two, whatever, and then they start traveling on their own and then I think that is so amazing. Mm. And and I follow them and I I'm liking all their stuff and it just makes me happy nice. just to see that. Yeah, because what it what I think is common with that is we wait until we're so uncomfortable or so unhappy you changed your business, you know, it's it's what I want to figure out, maybe we won't, we won't get an answer today, but I want to figure out how to do that ahead of time. How do we invoke change? How do we make that jump before we're miserable, divorced, unhappy, sick, yep. you know, all these things. How do we get ahead of that? You know, you mentioned it before, and I, now that you mentioned it, I am really good at that, at, at just kind of nipping it in the butt, you know? And it's, uh, I think, just kind of having faith and knowing that there's more out there and why would you want to waste time dealing with this when jump who moved your cheese mm -hmm. that book mm -hmm. i mean it's take the chance and go explore new things and even if it's a career whatever and, and you know going back to travel because that's what i know is you know that's another thing you see these people you see these 80 or 85 year old people going on their first trip and you think it's your heartbreak yeah and i mean you know granted you never know they could be on their 100th trip but there are people that have been that are on their first trip and they're 80 and they didn't make that choice consciously that just happened next year next year next year and then they're 80 85 years old and they're like i'm about to die i can't barely walk i'm going on a damn trip and then they do it so you know i'm going to do one thing i'm going to go my grandpa is in a nursing home and i go see him and i'm going to do an interview with some of the people there and ask them some in, 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 ask them some questions about their greatest regrets. You know what they the the things that they seized as far as opportunities. Ask them some travel questions, and I'm very eager to see their answers That's or awesome. hear their answers. Nice, we stoked an idea. Aha. I, love <laughs> I love it. You're good at pivoting. You're good at kind of getting ahead of that. Now, with that, for us who are listening, how do I know I'm pivoting too soon versus too late? So a lot of people maybe are working a business that's failing. But you know the picture of the guy digging for diamonds? Yes. Everyone references that. How do you know, maybe you didn't, you just, because you mentioned faith. How do you know if you're pivoting too soon if you haven't given your project, your relationship, your job enough merit to, to get life? I have the answer. You don't. You don't. And you never will. You know, you might think you know or might think you don't know, but you, you, you just have to go with it. And when you go with it, just make that decision and just go full force and don't look back. You know, so many people, they second guess themselves or, oh, well, maybe this. And then you end up going back at it, wish wash, da, da, da. Don't, don't do it. Just, just let it go, man. And go with it. Cause who cares? You know, just do the best that you can possibly do no matter what decision you make and just go forward. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. And I'm going to get a little abstract. Do you think there's a difference between having head doubt and gut doubt? Yes. Yeah. So if people can quiet their minds enough to realize maybe this is just hard, maybe I feel entitled, maybe my ego's a little hurt, maybe I'm not making all these things versus this feels wrong. And that's why I envision when you said you walked down the stairs, you looked around and you're like, I'm closing shop because yep. that was your gut. That's yep. not a head move. If it were a head move, it would have taken you two weeks, two months. It would have been like, ah, what do I do? 100. You know, you would have shaved it away to kind of like yep. ease the ego hit yep. so if people consider is this in my head or is it in my gut now think back whenever i mention gut think back on any time you made a decision based on gut 
now think back, how many of those decisions do you regret? Not a lot. Oftentimes the answer is zero, yeah. right? Because your gut knows. Yeah. So for you who are listening, keep that in mind. If you're running a business right now in a relationship or whatever these things, there's a difference between head trash and when your gut knows the difference. And when you lie to your gut or you don't listen to your gut, that's pain. 100%. That's when your soul starts to wither away. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the things when, when I finished branding cam and went full force into Traver, it was, you know, and, and I always think about, you know, we've all read this many times, I'm sure, burning the boats. And that run was the, the ships, thing. Cortez. The ships, yeah. 100%. Yep. And, you know, it was, it was for that. I could have made extra money doing extra videos, but I said, you know what? Yes, I won't have that extra income, but I am going as hard as I can with all my, my learning and all my hustle and everything towards Traver rather than, oh, well, you know, maybe I need that extra money. I'm going to use that, you know, 25% of my, my time and energy to make that extra money that, nah, I couldn't wait to burn the boats mm. and, I, and I burned them and it, it felt really good. Nice. I love that analogy because it's like if somebody removed the safety net, you're going to pay attention. 100%. If you got it there, you're going to be like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. same idea. And so many people, I, we're not going to get off topic here, but like, especially with relationships, like a lot it's, of that's people That's on that. topic, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's all the same shit. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of people do that. They got to have somebody dangling around and uh, rather than burning the boat. <laughs> Burn the boat. That's the ultimate selfish move. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. So to wrap things up, I mean, we talked about pivoting. We talked about taking risks. We talked about basically taking action over thinking your way through something. Talk a lot about a, about a lot of shit. Yeah, we did. Um, ultimately, I've taken on this project to challenge myself. And thank you for being on the show If in, in lieu of challenging, um, because I think it's important that we challenge people to grow rather than preach like gospel and say how they should live, rather challenge themselves to, to at least question whatever it is. What, what kind of challenge would you like to offer us? I think challenging somebody basically instead of letting excuses get in the way, that's the biggest thing is people, they self-sabotage so many different things, especially in travel. And I'm so guilty of it. And I think that's why I'm able to recognize it so much is because like I said, I was in the corporate world. I had the money time. I said, I didn't have the time, but that's BS because we all have the same exact amount of time. It's just, I didn't make it a priority, you know? And as far as challenging somebody, I would challenge somebody just, Think about what you want to do in life. I don't care whether it's a relationship that you want to get out of, get into, business that you want to start, that you've been talking about for 10 years that you haven't done anything with, is just do it. Make a list. There's a process to absolutely everything that we do in life. So I challenge you to take out a piece of paper and write one to 10. If you were going to, let's say it's a business, what steps would you take to get to that? You don't have to finish. Don't even try to finish. Number one. Come up with a name. Number two, check my website. Number three, email. Register a domain. Uh, incorporate. Just write down your steps one to ten and take the first three steps. Because once you take those first three steps, now you're involved. You're 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 in it. You already started it. And you're gonna continue. And wait till you get to wait till you look at that sheet and all ten of those are crossed out. I've done this personally with almost everything that I've ever started. And when you look at that, those, that list and the 10 are crossed off, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm actually, I started, I'm doing this and then take it. Don't throw it away. Keep it and save it and start another list and just keep going and 
put the time and the energy in, even if you have to put some time aside and watch what you can accomplish in a week, a month, a year, you're going to be blown away. And it's just, all it is, is a matter of doing it. So that's my challenge. I love it. Uh, just in closing, to quote Tony Robbins, people overestimate what they can do in a year. They underestimate what they can do in 10 years. True story. Great list. Awesome, brother. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. Love you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Oh, that was such good stuff. I do agree with you, Clint. There is a process to everything. You're speaking to the nerdy side of my brain. If you want to approach anything, whether it's mechanical or emotional, internal or external, anything you do in life, if you just sit down and write out three to 10 steps, you can do almost anything. So really great advice from someone who's literally been all over the world. He's got such an amazing story. If you want to hear more about Clint or get in touch with him, you can find him at his website, Traver, T-R-A-V-R dot life. Or on his Instagram, which is the same. It's traver.life. So go check him out. Give him a follow. Show him some love. Really appreciate taking the time to come on the show to share your story. I will talk to you all real soon. Thank you for listening. Take care.